All right, well, it's Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us through our journey through Scripture. We are going to be finishing up the book of Leviticus today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. So glad that you have joined us uh, to continue this wonderful journey. Um, Like I said, we are finishing up Leviticus, so if you want to take a a moment to read chapters 23 uh, through 27. So we're we're going all the way through the end. And uh, so take a moment if you need to pause read through that, and then we'll get started. All right, so the, the end of Leviticus, uh, you know, it's been, Leviticus is, there's a lot of ritual uh, in Leviticus that we've talked about, a lot of cultural things, uh, but the theme of it is holiness, is that God is holy, and there are ways that he was calling his people to be holy towards him, and there were rituals that they could do that would remind them of his holiness, and that they were con. con- called to continue to be holy as well. And so what we have uh, in chapter 23 is we have the feast. And we're probably all familiar with these to a certain degree. We've we've, uh, heard them. We have things that match up with them within Christianity at times. Uh, But what God was doing with the feast is he was he was laying out a calendar for them in a way. It was a calendar that was constant, a constant reminder uh, of, of who he was and people's relationship with God. And so there in chapter 23, it starts off uh, and it, it, it talks about the, the Sabbath. That's something that is celebrated every week, right? And uh, that would have reminded the people all the way back to creation. Um, reminded that God is creator. He is the holy creator of this world. And that each week we should be taking time to rest, giving, giving the land time to rest, giving the animals time to rest. Um, that, it's, it's just a smart thing to do. Um, not only is it something that God calls us to do, um, but, uh, that, that's the first kind of festival, if you will, that, that lays out this kind of roadmap of how the people go through their daily lives in remembering God and their relationship with Him. The next uh, feast was the Passover uh, feast and then the unleavened uh, bread uh, feast. Uh, the Passover, of course, the people would have, are remembering specifically uh, God delivering them out of Egypt. Now, remember the, the angel of the Lord passed over the houses who had uh, followed God's uh, commands had uh, sacrificed the uh, firstborn lamb and put the blood on the doorpost and the the angel of the Lord passed over them. This is a remembrance of how God delivered them out of Egypt, how he brought them uh, from slavery, uh, brought them to create in them a people of God and ultimately is going to bring them to the promised land. Uh, the a festival of unleavened bread is that reminder uh, of the things that you need to get rid of, uh, the things that we need to let go of. You know, this can, you know, many pe- people look at leaven as sin and the symbolism there, uh, the things that we need to uh, to, to give, give over to God. Um, that's a, a constant reminder um, that you know, we need to be relying on God and that there's other stuff that can get in the way, and we need to give that over to God. Then we have the Feast of the First Fruits. So this would have been uh, in March, April, uh, kind of uh, May, June, and that 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 area. Um, it's the basically this really went with the land and the harvest time, um, and so the 
seeds have been planted and now the first fruits are starting um, to be able to be harvested. And, uh, and so the first fruits is a reminder that all is God's and we are thankful for whenever God, uh, we are seeing that the land has provided for us, right? The people are seeing, okay, now we are, we are receiving the, the result of our planting and, uh, and we are reminded of God's provision for us. The first fruits. So this has an idea of the idea of tithing, right? Of, of giving that we recognize that all that we have is God's and we are dedicating some of that back to Him. So the festival of the first fruits um, is there at the beginning of the harvest. Um, it, this was uh, a a big big celebration in remi- being reminded of God and God's provision for the people. Then the uh, festival of weeks. Um, this is the harvest festival. This coincides with. Pentecost, right? Passover kind of goes around Easter. Um, the festival of weeks um, is around Pentecost. It's 50 days after uh, the first fruits festival. And uh, so this is at the getting at the close of harvest time. Um, and so now you're, you're finishing up the harvest season. And it again, it is a reminder and a celebration uh, of what God has provided. Uh, interesting one that, that jumps out to me in this in verse 22 says, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field where you reap, neither shall you gather the gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Right? There's, there's this constant reminder um, that the people need to, to stick together. They need to help one another. They need to be looking after the poor and those who are in need, uh, right? That's even wrapped up into their festivals. So you have the, the festival of, of weeks uh, that coincides with Pentecost. Uh, and then the next uh, festival is the festival of trumpets, uh, or this is Rosh Hashanah. This is the new year. Uh, this happens in September, October. It actually just, just happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. So the, the festival of trumpets or Rosh Hashanah, the uh, new year. So again, it's all right. Now we are celebrating the new year and looking forward to what is in store, what God has in store for us. That is followed very quickly uh, by the day of atonement. Uh, we talked about the day of atonement, I believe last podcast. Um, and that is uh, obviously the time. It's a very somber, very serious time where you are recognizing your sinfulness, that the people are recognizing the sinfulness of the people. The priests are offering sacrifices um, for the sinfulness of the whole nation. Um, it's the Day of Atonement. It's where you recognize, again, how <laughs> compared to a holy God, we are not, <laughs> we are not holy. And there needs to be atonement from the, for that. And God has provided that atonement. Um, he provided it here through these rituals here in the Old Testament, but he provides it through Christ for us today that we can find atonement. But we need to take time to remember that. It's interesting that the first festival after the new year right, is the day of atonement, of recognizing our sinfulness, recognizing our shortcomings and atoning for those. Uh, then that, that follows with the Feast of uh, Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. Uh, this is uh, remembering uh, kind of the, the process of God getting the people to the promised land. And it has a very hopeful feeling to it. It's a fe- looking forward to the future of, of how God brought the people uh, from slavery, how he 
uh, overcomes our sin, right? That our sin uh, does not prevent us from being able to experience him in the future um, and looking forward to what God has in store for the rest of the year. And that those are kind of the main uh, festivals that God lays before the people in, in Leviticus. And we see those kind of expanded on and talked more about uh, in uh, other places in the Bible. And we see Jesus connected to these festivals in the New Testament. So kind of kind of interesting there. Uh, chapter 24, uh, again, goes more into to consecrating uh, things around the tabernacle, the olive oil, the, the the lights are supposed the lamps, not the lights. That I don't think they were able to flip the switch uh, back then. Uh, but the lamps uh, were supposed to be uh, burning all the time, and and the consecrating of the oil to keep the lamps burning. Uh, then you had the consecrating of the bread. Uh, that bread was uh, used to feed the priest and to feed the Levites. Um, you know this this whole system is being set up, and uh, it's based on consecrating things before the Lord. It's all based on recognizing the Lord's holiness. We have one of those uh, difficult uh, circumstances there uh, in chapter 24 uh, where someone blasphemed against God and uh, Moses uh, basically waited for God to tell him exactly what he wanted to do and he was the person was stoned. Uh, again, Probably not the way that we would handle the punishment today, um, but it emphasizes the importance of holiness. And whenever you're dealing with consecrating things to God, we should take that serious. And honestly, we should take it more serious than we do. You know, a lot of times we we look at things like this that are kind of harsh and we we revolt and we go the complete other direction and, and we just don't even want to don't even want to think about it. Um, and I think that's a mistake. I'm not saying that uh, we need to go back to stoning, uh, but we really should be very serious about what it means when we say we're going to follow God. We're going to be faithful to God. Uh, when we consecrate ourselves to God, man, it, that's a high calling, and it's something that we need to take very seriously. Uh, so Leviticus goes on. Chapter 25 is very interesting. Um, it talks about the year of Jubilee, it actually talks about first the Sabbath of the seventh year. So every seven years, uh, you're supposed to not um, uh, not work the land, uh, trust in God to, to provide during that time. You know, you would prepare the year before, um, you know, the... It, there'd be certain debts that would be um, forgiven, things like that, kind of a resetting uh, every seven years. And then uh, on the 50th year, the year of Jubilee, it was supposed to be even uh, done the, done bigger and better, if you will, uh, right? The, that all debts um, are erased. Um, anyone who had uh, kind of sold themselves into what we would consider slavery, but it's more indentured servanthood, uh, that they would be set free. Um, it's it's kind of this picture of, of everything going back to the way that God desires for it to be, where everyone is, is, uh, is equal, is set free uh, in the eyes of God. Interestingly, as we look at those, there is no evidence that these were actually ever practiced. <laughs> the the Sabbath year, uh, the year of Jubilee. Also, these were given specifically to the people of Israel, right? To this this people group. It wasn't something that was expected of other nations, uh, of other peoples. It wasn't expected of Gentiles. There was never an expectation in the New Testament that this is something that was to be followed. Um, and 
Honestly, it never was followed even by the people. In fact, that was one of the the reasons given for uh, um, the people going into exile um, was that they had never they had not practiced the the Sabbath of the seventh year. Um, so there's no indication that this was ever really taken seriously, which is a shame. You know, it's like you wonder um, if if we would actually do what God has called us to do, <laughs> how how may things be different, right? But uh, but hey. That's part of our humanness. That's part of our sinfulness. Um, I, interestingly, in the year of Jubilee, one of the big uh, key keys is that, therefore, you shall not oppress one another, but you shall fear uh, your God, for I am the Lord your God. Um, really, really neat uh, idea here um, that, uh, that there is this desire for there not to be oppression. Uh, right, that standing up for for freedom, for lifting people out of poverty, uh, lifting people out of uh, of oppression. Um, one of the things that's interesting, I kind of skipped ahead, but uh, uh, Leviticus chapter twenty-five, uh, verse ten says, "And you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhi- inhabitants." Uh, that's actually inscribed on the Liberty Bell um, in, in the United States. This idea of of, of proclaiming freedom again, uh, of overcoming the oppressor, um, uh, proclaiming freedom to to all. Uh, this is a, an important aspect of the year of Jubilee, and it. It is interesting that it never was truly practiced because it shows how difficult that is for us as humans to do. Uh, but that is one of the desires that God has for us, a desire to proclaim uh, freedom uh, to the uh, captives, right? To overcoming our sinfulness, overcoming um, the oppression that we so often see in the world. That is God's desire for us. Um, unfortunately, we mess that up most of the time. <laughs> so as we continue to, to see the end there of chapter 25, um, again, talks about uh, treating the poor um, well during this time. Um, the, it talks about slavery, and we've, we've gone into that before. This is not condoning slavery. Um, it's actually um, imploring people to treat slaves, indentured servants, uh, in a higher manner, and and it was moving people away from slavery. Um, but uh, but we 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 just have a problem with it. A lot of people get hung up on it. I would encourage you to take into the cultural context of that, uh, and that this was very progressive and very revolutionary for the time of how they were to be, uh, how they were to treat their servants. I thought it was interesting, uh, verse 55, it says, For the children of Israel are servants to me, and they are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Right. So uh, the, the way that we treat our servants uh, should be to mimic the way that God treats us. Uh, right. So that, that would be a, a major influence in the way that we treated others or the, the way that they would have treated uh, their servants or indentured servants if they would try to treat them the way that God treated them. So then we continue on. Chapter 26 uh, is really interesting. You can read through chapter 26. It's kind of a more poetic type language. Um, but one thing that it really brings out is the word if. If you do this, there will be blessings, right? That God will be with you. If you do not obey, 
right? This is verse 14, but if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, and if you decide to despise my statute, uh, if your soul abhors my judgment so that you do not perform all my commandments, but break my uh, covenant, uh, I also will do this to you, right? And he lists off the consequences of that. That is, that's an important aspect of, of our understanding of God and our relationship with God, that there is uh, and an if we do this, then this will happen. Um, and now it's not, don't take that too far to salvation and things like that. But as far as the way that we live our life um, and experience God's presence, experience the blessings of God, it does depend on how we live. Uh, right. Our, our actions have consequences and they it makes a difference in the way that we relate to God. Uh, chapter 27 ends uh, with a consecration of, of how you go about consecrating everything to God. And it, 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 this was definitely a cultural thing, um, but it's recognizing that your children are a gift from God. Your home is a gift from God. Your field is a gift from God. Your animals were a gift from God, right? And that we consecrate those. We, we ascribe value to them um, and recognize that that value uh, is, is to be given back to God in, in a sense, that, uh, that uh, we are making that pledge that these things that God has blessed us with, that we are consecrating them back to the Lord and that they are to be used for him. Um, it's That's so important. And that's really the theme of Leviticus. You may struggle with Leviticus. I know there's, there's parts of it that are tough, um, but man, don't lose this, the, the overall picture of the holiness of God that we see in Leviticus and how we need to consecrate ourselves to be holy as he is holy. All right. So next Tuesday, we're going to be in Numbers. I encourage you to go ahead and read like the first eight chapters of Numbers. Uh, we'll jump off into that. Um, and I know ahead of time, there's going to be some places in Numbers you're going to skip ahead and you're going to skim. It's okay. The Day of Atonement will come and you can offer that as one of your sacrifices. All right. Hope that you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.